Hello. Welcome. Welcome, to, welcome. To episode 123. That's a lie. This is not 123. 60-something? This is 60-something. 64, maybe. And uh, we just had a pretty long day shooting in the city of Tirana for the upcoming uh, series, season two's Out of Eight Limbs. And my butt hurts. Who are we? Nobody's. Speak for yourself. Okay. We're Canadian filmmakers with the dream of surviving financially on the backs of our films. Welcome to our show where we bring people along on our film journey. Maybe we can learn a thing or two. Maybe we can teach people a thing or two while drinking beers. I mean, if you can't drink beers while filmmaking, what's the point? We are Fable Forest Films, failing our way to success. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I mean, our show. First frames first. My butt hurts too. What is up? What? Now I know why my butt hurts. And we can talk about that. Uh, I was at our good friend Derek Lackenbauer's birthday. Yeah. I had a couple drinks. Yep. I was goofing around with Lex mm-hmm. at his pool. We were tossing each other in the pool. And when Lex tossed me in the pool, I kind of slipped. One foot went in the water. The other knee and butt slammed into the concrete pretty hard. It was not a good time for my butt. So there you have it. So you were crushed by your son. 100%. So what's up with your butt? What's what's happening? My butt is sore from working. It's from butt cheeks rubbing together. You work hard for your money. And uh, I, I could... So hard for his money. <laughs> and I could totally take a McDonald's ice cream and put it on my butt. And it would feel good. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, incidentally, my name is Adrian Constantin. I'm Jason Green. And we are your hosts of this wonderful podcast, First Frames First. Tracking our journey as we attempt to be filmmakers that make money on the backs of our movies. Let me tell you something. Tell me. We're filmmakers today. We were shooting stuff. We were. Now. All day. Let me just get on the highway here. We are heading home. What time did we head out this morning? 10 o'clock? 10.30? And it is 9.30. So, yeah, this was an 11-hour day plus driving time. Not bad. Including the driving time, rather. And uh, and we're... Oh, so I suppose it would be a 12-hour day including driving time. Yeah, not too shabby. So, give us a rundown... How, how are we doing with Art of Eight Limbs? Mm-hmm. Who do we film today? Give the people a little taste of some of the excitement. Some of what you're thinking so far. Yeah. Your predictions on the fights. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Just in case anybody's watching. So, um, today we were in Toronto. We were shooting at two gyms. We shot at Shark Muay Thai. And we shot at TKMT. Two, a, a single fighter at each gym and we managed to get just about everything we need for pre-fight stuff yeah it was great it so was we have a long day. list of all the pre-fight stuff we need that goes from interviews to training uh, 
to b-roll of the gym to exterior shots of the gym we do some cool slow-mo work yeah we have like we, we have a, a big sort list. of we have sort of a flavor for the show that we we just we had an idea of what we wanted to do for season one but now with that season two is solidified you kind of know what you need so we're going to the gyms and we're sort of pulling the trigger cracking on through the list of everything that we need and we have more gyms and so many more gyms we have a lot yeah we have a lot more gyms and there's a lot more driving around and getting from place to place so right because last year if you guys remember like we had we had six gyms all in the kitchener waterloo region yeah and each gym had a couple fighters in the show right so you know tko uh fighting arts had two or three people Mass Thai Boxing Academy in Cambridge had two or three people. Yep. Um, but they were all close. They're so all we were out. able to get out in the evenings. This is in fact another beast because as soon as we opened up the show to like Toronto, Hamilton, Hamilton. London, yep. we now all of a sudden very. It, it's just a. It's, there's a lot more extra things. So it's more fights and it's more distance. So, um, so but it's going well. It's going well. I have already started ingesting footage into the projects, creating the proxy files. So I will start cutting those, cutting away all the, the kaka that we don't need, getting everything together so that uh, be able to make these episodes very exciting mm -hmm. and fast at a good speed. You know what I think is cool is um, your mustache. No, I don't have a mustache. Uh, one of our fighters today had an epic yeah. Oh was, yes. Oh. It was like <laughs> so dirty. Oh. oh, just the greasy. Like do you got do you remember um, porno mustache? I porno whenever stash. I think of porno stash, I think of uh, Bill Paxton from True Lies. Remember yeah. he was like the sleazy yeah. character yes. he had that Oh, one of my favorite my favorite scenes from that movie is when he's driving in the car. He's like he's she's like, got an ass like, like a 10-year-old boy. Yeah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger goes Exactly, and then and you're like, oh my goodness! When I was first, when I first saw that as a young kid, I was like, oh my word! He punched me in the face. Oh, it was all in his mind. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I love that movie. I did think it was silly that Jamie Lee Curtis could drop a gun and kill everybody in the room, except her husband. Yeah, it's a little bit ridiculous. But, but True Lies was okay. The Uzi goes down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. And just kills everyone. Yeah. True lies, but the thing is, it, they they hit a good tone. Yeah. It was the right tone for that movie. You you never you never felt like they were treating you like an idiot. Right now, well, with you remember T Tom Arnold too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Remember when they're shooting at him and he hides behind the pole and he's kind of fat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man, I love that movie. The tone of that film is perfect. Yeah. Like you don't you don't want to change it. It's just right. Now speaking about tones and uh, and missing, yeah. getting a miss, you went, we had a little chat, you went to watch Hobbs and Shaw, yeah. is that how you say it in America? Hobbs and Shaw, yeah. With an American accent? How would you say Hobbs and Shaw? Hobbs and Shaw? Shaw. 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 Um, but you do talk differently now that you're in your 40s. Do I? Fair enough. He's in his 40s, he's in his 40s. I did tell you that I didn't want to say that anymore. 
<laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Hobson Shaw, look guys. Tell us about Hobson Shaw. I love everything. I, I try hard yeah. to love movies. Jason gives movies a chance. He's going to give you an honest, an honest and, go. And I will... The thing is, is that I ha I really do hesitate to... I said it earlier, even when it was just you and I talking. I hesitate to even shit on Hobson Shaw because I love The Rock. I like Jason Statham. I like action movies. It was fine. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. I Ryan mean, come Reynolds. On. Like, I, I like the movie in general was fine. Yeah. But the thing is, is you take a you take a movie like Kingsman, mm -hmm. right? Or True Lies, or I, I kind of brought up Casino Royale, right? You take a movie that just makes sense. Everything feels right. The tone is correct. It it is. It makes you hold on. Um, you you love it start to finish, or at least I did. I, I'm sure some people hated every movie that I just mentioned. Um, but Hobson Shaw was rough, man. It was yeah. tonally. It was very strange. They're making like an action movie with like big muscly dudes and fighters and they're badasses and then they tried to make it really jokey as well yeah. they added Ryan Reynolds in and I love Ryan Reynolds I fucking love Deadpool mm -hmm. but they tried to add Deadpool humor to a Fast and the Furious movie and yeah. it didn't quite fit right um, and there was a bunch I don't want to spoil anything I mean t honestly I wouldn't recommend the movie I don't, I don't know I hate to say wow. that watch it and then talk to us tell us what you think tell me yeah tell us what you think um, so I will say that I have not I seen Hobson Shaw, but I did watch Fast and the Furious Eight on Netflix. And is that does that one have The Rock and Jason Statham? In? Oh yeah, okay, it does. And you could you could one hundred percent tell that they were they were building up for the Rock the Hobson Shaw movie. Okay, they they put them together. They created this relationship between them, and you were like, this is totally a spinoff. Right, it made sense. But they did a lot of the same stuff. There was some weird tonal humor that just didn't, and I call it, it's just like tonally wrong humor. It just doesn't seem to fit. You know what I mean? Well, what you were saying was that they kept calling each other names. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like they had the movie, and then they tried to put some humor on top, rather than sort of humorous situations. Because we were also saying like, when when Tom Arnold in True Lies, when he's hiding behind the pole and he's that's sort of it, it's kind of a funny situation, right? And he's also being funny inside it. It's the same but as in like, itself. It's not funny. Like he, Tom Arnold was not really funny in that movie. He wasn't yes. be, being a comedian. Yeah, yeah, you, that's you right. We're talking about Lethal Weapon yeah. as uh, well. First, we were saying that. Everyone's trying to add in this hilarious feeling. Ever since Guardians of the Galaxy, right, where it was really funny Deadpool. and a huge action movie, and all of a sudden people are like, Do you know what? We need to be really hilarious. Yeah, we need to add these like really edgy, funny moments. Yeah, um, and you had mentioned, you know, well, that's actually been quite a long time. Yeah, Lethal Weapon, Mel Gibson, and 100%. Danny Glover. But my argument there was. Danny Glover never tried to be hilarious. Yes. Right? He just, he ran into funny situations, like where he sat on the toilet and there was a bomb underneath it. Yeah. Now, here's a grown-ass man with, like, kids, and he's got his own problems. Yeah. And, like, he is struggling Not, with yeah. this thing. 
and then in comes Riggs and he's a little crazy and whatever. Right? Yeah, and it's it's sort of like the situation has humorous elements, humorous and fun elements to it. Right. It's not they've just pasted some funny lines on the top because you can tell it didn't fit. Right. Like you, it just I don't know, man. It, it was humorous elements pasted on top of, and I don't know. I you just didn't feel right with it. It didn't sit right with you. So yeah. Now. For whatever you can see worth. it in the trailer, but the motorcycle that comes to you in Hobbs and Shaw was awesome. I can get behind that. I'm, I'm the excited. The Batmobile. Yeah, the I'm Bat excited. Motorcycle. I'm excited for self-driving cars, and I'm excited for. Isn't Tesla saying? Isn't Musk saying that he's going to have a come to me feature like? Oh. Whoop, car drives over to you from the parking lot or whatever. I don't know why it wouldn't. Like once once self-driving cars are legal and happening, right. why wouldn't it come into you? 100%. So I'm excited for that. The the come to you motorcycle that was in Hobbs and Shaw was pretty cool. If I got into it, I would just start talking about the things that I thought were dumb again. Yeah. I don't really want to do that. But now, I just want, like, the thing is what we, what we seem to, what I think we're experiencing and going through right. is sort of this paint by numbers filmmaking which is like if we have these elements right these actors if it's an action with and all the pieces are put into place then it's a no-brainer right you know and maybe it is like maybe they no matter what they're gonna make their hundred and fifty million or whatever the budget was back but you are you're losing people along the way well, because this is my question to, I guess, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Straight at Dwayne. You ask Dwayne. I can't. I gotta drive. But okay. what I would ask him, I think. Write him a letter. I'll tweet him. Dear Dwayne. Dear Dwayne. Like, do you care? Come harder, buddy. Jesus. Right? Yeah, that's a like, good question. I just, that's my question because. I mean, he's huge, right? He's a brand. He's not even a man anymore. He's so huge, he's a brand. Like, I, Jumanji? Yeah. I loved Jumanji. I really enjoyed Jumanji, too. That yeah. was a lot of fun. And I loved, of course, I loved the Robin Williams original, but I loved the one with the rock in it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And again, tonally, that one, perfect. Yeah. You wouldn't... You, right? Yeah, it's just... It, it works. It works. But now you're trying to be a serious spy action sort of movie the the jokey jokey does not work properly but it could though it could but you would need to it, it's almost like you need to build the jokey from the foundation up Can I have my... oh I get the chicken nuggets. chicken nuggets yeah so my question though would be what I mean you have to imagine that I I'm actually I'm actually not sure so do you think that the rock reads the script in advance and he's like I don't I'm know. cool with this. Because I, he's part of the Fast and Furious franchise, so does he care really what the next piece is? Yeah. Or does he just go, you guys just write it, I'll just show up. As long as everybody's in, I'm part of the group, we're all going to just do this. Right. So, my question is, because I, does he like this the is, movie? This is how I feel about the Fast and the Franchise, Fast and the Furious franchise. The Fast and the Franchise. Sure, that's probably fine. Is that it's, it's just a payday. Everyone's like, this is our big ticket. Yeah. We should keep making these. Yeah. This is our payday. Everybody in that movie 
knows okay. that they're that, that they're part of a big thing. Okay. But it is I feel like it's slowly it's I mean it's, I, I have not watched them. I watched eight and I think three was the last one I watched. And then I, I was like I've never I didn't watch any of them yeah. because it just three, lost me. Three was the Tokyo Drift one. And a lot of people but didn't, I didn't, didn't like that one. Yeah, well, the thing is, I watched that one, but I think I watched the one after that. Because it didn't feel like Tokyo Drift was really part no. of the franchise. I will say, I enjoyed the Fast Five one. Yeah. I think it's losing it's losing it, but this, this, this is my argument. This would be my argument for the future of this franchise. Yeah. And nobody will listen to me, but that's fine. But you know how... They were making a million James Bond movies. Yeah. And then they took a break, and they switched to Daniel Craig, and they made Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Right. And they made it different. New. It's like new. New blood. New. New blood. Fresh. I. But I, I don't think that they have to go new blood. But what I think is that they they can still keep the same characters. I think. Yeah. But they need to just fix the tone of the movie and do something new. They need to... Yeah, something the, gritty. The, the, like, the thing is, they, they might need to think about what the movie actually is. Like, because they've gone from these street races yeah. to super international spies right. that drive cars. It's completely really impractical. Yeah. I don't know. So, I think you need to understand what you are. You're about cars, right? So maybe, but, but can they go back? They can't go back to their roots now. And be, I mean, and be just fast car racers after after all. I mean, stuff. I mean the thing is, because and this is the, this is what happens with franchises that every movie needs to be bigger than the movie before. Right. So all of a sudden now, now you're saving the world. After you save the world, now you are saving the universe. After you, you know what I mean? And yeah. it just grows and grows and grows. And at some stage, if you're going to reboot, go back to your roots. Go back to a small town. Fix a small town problem. Right. With your fast car. Right. You know what I mean? Do a bit more character-driven stuff. Yeah. But, like, knock it out the park like a baby driver. Right. You know what I mean? Or Gran Torino. Yeah, something. But you, you can figure out something. Look at look at Logan. Like, you can take... They, they get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and then you're like, hey, hang on a second. Right. Let's, let's uh, rein it in. Yeah. Think about what we want to do and think about what we are. Because it is about fast cars, and it's about, you know, and I get that. It's about living your life a quarter mile at a time. I don't know. It's just like we're doing right now. I'm going to start weaving in um, traffic. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can do your best. This old bad boy. <laughs> uh, but I am... It, you, you do feel like they... Like, I don't know if The Rock actually reads them or if he has people that read the scripts. Because he's so busy... And he makes so much money that I imagine he would have people, yeah, that are making, making those decisions, kinds of making all decisions, decisions, right? Yeah. I mean, I was reading something. Sorry about the like dinging noise in the back. Sorry, this is probably a rough, rough-looking sounding podcast. But I was reading um, an article that was talking about how the Fast and the Furious characters, um, like the actors, yeah all have things in their contracts where it's like you have to make each guy look good like yeah i think it was one of them said something like none of the lead characters in the fast and the furious could ever lose a fight so upsetting right they could if, oh. if they got punched three times they would 
their character would have to have punched the bad guy four times. You know, so it's just everybody's building a tough guy brand, and uh, you know, you're you're handcuffing the filmmakers now. You know, because yeah. maybe we can't break you down to almost nothing and then have you save the day. You know. Yeah. You know, your deepest darkest night. Your, your dark night of the soul, that time when everything is lost, cannot be physical in any way. Right. You gotta, and, and it's probably written in your contract that tough guys don't cry either. Right. So, I mean, you're just whittling away the length and bre- or the breadth of story that we're allowed to tell with your character. And they're like, that's fine, because you're gonna make a hundred million on my face. And, uh, so that's fine. No, but it's not actually fine. No. But, to Anne's point, my wife, she is also super tired of watching anything that's a sequel. She just wants to watch brand new stuff. Yeah. You know? And, and, and movies that are like a once-off. Like, we're only making one. Right. This is, we're going to tell this one story. Right. Those are few and far between. No. Well, They are I not. Mean, There's a lot of them out there. But, not blockbusters. Yeah, you're right. Not blockbusters. Like blockbusters, Ready Player One. Ready Player One, they, I mean, technically it's a single book, but may, I mean, maybe they could make another movie off of it. And I love Ready Player One. Yeah. Alita Battle Angel, that was something brand new. I mean, I know it was made off of something, but. And there's know, another and one know, coming, surely. I know that surely they're going to make a second one. I mean, they better, because they didn't finish it. No. Same with Those Avatar. Jerks. Avatar. We're going to do like, the same thing with Shifter. Sure. But let's see first. First, we're making something fresh. And then, we'll see what happens with our characters. You know? Yeah. Um, but, you know... <laughs> Does it make you nervous when you're podcasting in the car and a cop drives by? Just curious. It's becoming curiouser and curiouser. Oh. Anywho. So, we are thinking about doing a film review club. Oh yeah. For funsies. <coughs> Can Not we... a film review club. A film watching club? Yeah. With like a, a movie club. A movie club. Like now, a like a book club. Like a book club. But for movies. But for movies. Let me ask you this question. What are the chances we could ever record at one of our sessions uh, with the wives talking about movies? <coughs> Never. <laughs> Not interested. Fair enough. Heather will sit there quietly and then she'll get up and leave the room and go do something else. <laughs> do you know what was very fun today? We we interviewed one of the fighters and he was he makes games. Makes tabletop oh, board games. You wanted to ask him some questions, you? Yeah, I did. I wanted to ask him about that uh, the game that the game that I got, that uh, murder mystery game. Um Right. Mysterium. I want to ask him if it was any good. We started to try to play it. Yeah. Didn't get very far, but it's really cool. Like, he's actually, like, makes games. And he's and he worked in a board game shop for 10 years. Yeah. And he has games that are out there that he invented, which is awesome. That's, I mean, that's a whole industry that would be so fun. Don't think it's something you once off do. Listening to him talk, you don't just do it. I think it's a lot of hard work. You know. Yeah. 
You don't just make, make a Settlers of Catan. We should make shifted the card game. Mm. I'm just kidding. Each character in the movie gets his own card. Yep. Oh. It's like a. It's like a, it's like a murder uh, mystery game. Uh, yeah. What's that game? Uh, and the thing, and the monsters are always they. Like it's a circle board, and every time, every round that you go, the monsters move in closer. Or the monsters move in certain directions, and you have to move where the monsters aren't facing. Mm -hmm. And what happens if someone encounters a monster? And then if the killer gets close enough to do something to you, then you die. Oh man, we might make shift at the board game. <laughs> Get ready. Yeah, Get well, ready. I mean, I've actually been talking to Heather about making a board game for a long time because, I mean, we play a lot of games and we love playing games. And uh, I just think it would be great fun to invent a board game, to hmm. make a board game. Can you, uh, can, are you allowed to share some general ideas of what you might like to take on? Well, the, the thing is you just, and, and we, ha we didn't embark on this journey, but um, I will say that uh, you've got to decide what kind of game you want to play. Like, do you want to play a cooperative game where everybody's working together against the board? Right. And do you want it to be something where people are collecting resources? And, they, and there are there are terms and definitions for this that we don't know, that professional board gamers would totally know and would laugh at us right now. But um, I don't know. Something that to do. I thought something to do with space exploration would be pretty fun, where you build the board as you explore space, and then you you you're challenging and you battle each other in a way that you do in Settlers of Catan. Like you have to get each other. You know what I mean, but you also you also don't want to make it too complicated. I mean, settlers of Catan, you're not really out to get each other. It's a weird sort of game. Yeah, you're mostly just out there to increase your settlements larger than everyone else's. Yes, but you're you're battling you're battling each other. I mean, in a, if you say so, in the competitive way that the game is. I mean, you're playing against each other. Yeah, you don't like la da da. If your road can cut off their road. Duns us. Yeah. Trade you one wheat for a sheep. No thanks. Sheep are important resources. Mm. So anyway, I think it'll be fun. Um, build a thousand bridges with sheep. Sheep bridges. They don't call me Angus the sh bridge builder. <laughs> that is a good joke. I wrote a thousand books. They don't call me Angus the rider. Did you fuck one sheep? <laughs> Everybody's heard that joke. Yeah. Um, so other than that, uh, Shifted continues. The edit continues. Got a new batch of audio recently. And plowing through. Plowing through, moving on, carrying on, doing the needful. Yes. Yes. Um... I mean, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's really and, it. And they're we're tired. We're, we're it's been a long day. Art of a limbs is the is the the main shooting thing right now. Yeah, and I will say that I had two days of camping beforehand, mm -hmm. and uh, camping makes you feel old <laughs> because I'm tired. Were you sleeping like, on the ground? No. I wasn't even on the ground, I was on an air mattress. An air mattress. And okay. the thing is, it's actually, you can have a good night's sleep on the air mattress. 
even though it's bumpy, right? You can lay more blankets on. You can do pretty good things. Our air mattress holds its air, which right. some people have a serious problem with. Some mattresses, but I always, when the dew settles, no matter what happens, the moisture gets in. Like it's just you feel the clammy dewiness inside the tent, and I always wake up with a sore throat. Mm. Just a little ouchy. Yeah. So I don't know if there are people who just wake up and feel refreshed, like it's the best place they've ever slept. That's fine. I don't believe you. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, roughing it is certainly roughing it. It is. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's probably it for today. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No. I just want to say hello to everyone, and I want to say that if you're watching this, thank you. Yes. For watching this. Thanks for listening to us. Babylon. And we are continuing to write and continuing to make stories and we're just excited to make more movies, you know, and TV shows. I did. I, I started putting pen to paper for the little web series. Okay. That, oh, you did? Yeah. For which, which web series? The little comedy web series. Okay. That's interesting. So, we'll see. And I did. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Did you did you put pen to paper or fingers on keyboard? Pen to paper. Literally pen to paper. Yeah. Just because okay. I wanted to, I was just starting to flush some things out. Okay. Cool. Um, they're gonna be really short. Okay. Oh yes, that little comedy book series. Yeah. Okay. Now, good. Yeah. How is the Glade? Oh, it's not as good. That's got to be one of the projects that resurfaces stat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jason needs to finish his part. Yes. But I even know. if you finish it now, I wouldn't be able to touch it. No, I know. Well. We we gotta just we just gotta get it done for the right moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, it's one of those things that we gotta, and I, I gotta pick it back up right away. Yeah. Lots on the go. Lots still on the go. Always lots of things to do. Uh, social stuff and website stuff and all that. We did, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but I'm pretty excited about it. Did we talk about getting all of our paperwork done? No. Oh, I'm congratulations. So I'm so excited. Jason <laughs> has finished a major project yeah, yeah. for Fable Forest. He, uh, we got a super sorted. Yeah, he finished the paperwork and we did five, four, four years four of years. taxes. Yeah, four years of taxes. Now, Fable Forest hasn't made any money so the taxes were like minus well we've made money we've made money we've spent money yeah. so we haven't netted money there's not a lot of profit no. there's not a lot of tax to be paid but it's good to be up to date yeah, yeah. so that is a huge thing and uh, yeah we're just we're doing businessy type stuff yeah. we talked to that we had a meeting with the bank last week just about some basics and uh, yeah, we're just doing businessy things. So exciting! Legit so, makes you feel legit. You know, we could probably uh, we could probably teach somebody a thing or two if they were starting their own not this guy. their own uh, company. Well, I mean, I can loan my services. Yeah, we'll see. Anyways, um, yeah, it's good to it's good to feel caught up and it's good to feel a little bit organized. Yeah, so that's handy. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay, everybody. Adios, muchachos. Dream big. Work hard. One of these days we gotta make a decision 
who's who dreaming, what? who's dreaming big and who's working hard. Like at any given moment, who's ever working harder can say the work hard part. So I'm always gonna say the work harder part. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wait. Dream big. Work hard. <laughs> no, you work really hard sometimes. Sometimes you're like, sometimes you're like, oh, this is the things I'm gonna work on today, and I'm like, that's cool. I'm gonna watch a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Dream big. Work hard. Thanks for watching. First frames first. Yes. First frames first. Thank you, Jason. Welcome. If you enjoyed, head over to our website, www.thefableforest.com. Check out our films and sign up for our newsletter where we will send you exclusive content. Hit us up on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, always at The Fable Forest. And share our show with your friends. It'll really help us out a lot. Dream big. Work hard.